Good morning. It's September 18th. This is to my liberal friends. How many reporters are out there looking for the big story that will win them a Pulitzer? You would think each and every one of them would be frothing at the mouth to break and cover that story. Journalists are supposed to find and uncover corruption no matter where it occurs. I'm old enough to remember Watergate and how it made the careers of a couple of Washington Post reporters. The Boston Globe rocked the world with their explosive reporting of child abuse within the Catholic Church. And I will put to you that the story that could win awards for reporters is sitting right in front of them, but they refuse to cover it. Sure, you can see it mentioned on Fox News and some other conservative media outlets, but for the mainstream media, they adopted a hands-off policy. Of course, I'm talking about Hunter Biden and all the problems he has and how the media has allowed the story to languish with an occasional mention off the front page. The Hunter Biden laptop was dismissed as Russian disinformation until the Washington Post and New York Times had to finally admit the laptop did belong to the younger Biden and the material on it was his. But did they follow up with that admission and put reporters on the story to find out the truth? I submit they did not, and they tried to let it die down without letting the public see all the facts. And reporters don't like to be questioned about their lack of interest in a story. You can be bet on that. Philip Bunt's report bumps a reporter for the Washington Post. And earlier this month, he got a little mad. Not about a possible abuse of power in the White House, but about a pesky podcast host who had the temerity to ask him questions about a possible abuse of power. It was Noam Dwarman, owner of the Comedy Cellar in New York City and host of Live from the Table Pod. Dwarman is a rarity on New York City cultural scene, a free thinker. He questioned Bump on possible links between the foreign business interests of Biden family members and the president himself. Is it conceivable that the Bidens have made a lot of money from selling access to old Joe and that old Joe himself has benefited? Well, Bump huffed and puffed about that. Then things got really heated. Dwarman asked Bump about a text message Hunter Biden sent to his own daughter that said, quote, I have to give 50% of my income to Pop, end quote. Now, what does that mean, asked Dwarman. Bump's reaction, he seemed... Utterly uncurious, in the words of one columnist. I have no idea what that means, he said. Has anybody asked her? Well, Dorman reasonably said, I don't know. Well, Bump said, don't you think somebody should ask her? Dorman continued with that. In response to this sensible question, that journalist should ask questions. Bump lost it. He took off his headphones and stormed out. Washington Post journalists once risked life and limb into the New York night if someone so much as asked them about political corruption. Now, I've been amazed at the lack of interest, even curiosity by reporters about the financial dealings of Hunter Biden and how that might have been tied to his father as the vice president. I think every reasonable person knows that Hunter Biden did not get put on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, for his experience and skill in the energy sector. I think everyone also realized he did not get the multi-million dollar deals in China and Russia because he was considered a great lawyer. But the media seems uninterested in one of the largest examples of nepotism and family connections in our history, basically selling his father. It had been reported that Hunter Biden and his company took in about $11 million with his roles as an attorney and a board member with the Ukrainian firm accused of bribery and has worked with a Chinese businessman now accused of fraud. That same NBC report states that after analysis, they cannot show what Hunter Biden did to earn millions from his Chinese partners. That raised some serious questions about national security. But still, the vast majority of the media continue to ignore these questions. Similarly, they seem totally disinterested in why Hunter Biden would have to set up over 20 LLCs to receive payments for work that nobody can discern he was doing other than being Joe Biden's son. And there's been no interest in digging further into why these LLCs were then paying money to various members of the Biden family, including a granddaughter. 
What were they doing to receive those funds? And did all of them report it to the IRS? That's a good question. It's been left to the House Republicans to investigate and bring new information into light. And just last week, House Democrats acknowledged that Hunter Biden's then business partner, Eric Schwerin, he actually handled Joe Biden's finances during his time as vice president. They tried to point out that Mr. Schwerin said he was not aware of any transaction in vice president's account that related to business conducted by any Biden family member, but that doesn't really wash. But there does, it doesn't square with the revelation that Hunter Biden told another family member that he was paying his dad's credit card bill for several years. And to show you the chutzpah Hunter Biden has, knowing the media will protect him, his legal team is suing the IRS for harassing him. He wants to be paid for every disclosure of his tax return. I guess he forgot the Democrats in the media demanded Trump's tax returns when he was a private citizen. I guess he forgot when Harry Reid announced that Mitt Romney had not paid any taxes. How did Harry get that information? This is a full-on smokescreen to give cover to his father, acting like I'm going to sue my father's government. The point of this today is where is the journalistic curiosity to see if any of this is true? And I can assure you, if this were about Donald Trump and one of his children, it'd be on the front page of newspapers and the lead story on news TV stations. It begs the question, if whether the news media has allowed their own political bias to cut and decide what stories they'll cover. It certainly looks that way when it comes to journalistic investigating the Biden administration. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. Recommend it to your friends. If you have a comment, I'd like to hear from you.